Psalm 18 says that as for God, his ways are perfect. And I don't understand his ways quite often. I don't really like his ways, but I trust his ways. And the same God who showed the mercy to heal Marilyn is the same God who shows me mercy every single day to live in the dark. So I have not chosen to base my trust on what I understand, but to base my trust on his good character. And that brings me daily contentment. So Jennifer, we're talking about interruptions. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with your story uh, and how you were diagnosed with a, a rare eye disease that uh, led to a very challenging interruption in your life, could, could you just talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, talk about an interruption. Because here I am, 15 years old, and I've got nothing but a bright future ahead of me. And Kirk, you know this, I loved to draw. That was my thing, art. And like, I would love to just like study people's faces. And then I would create these caricatures, you know, I'd exaggerate their features to try to catch their personalities. And I remember just sitting outside and studying a sunset and then painting. And I just loved art. And I remember one day, in high school, or I'm sorry, at the end of uh, junior high, I was making a banner for our um, field day. And I was sketching this lion, and as I did, I noticed all these little dots everywhere, like someone had gotten eraser dust or maybe marked it with a pen, and I kept trying to wipe it off, and I couldn't remove mm. it. And my friend who was helping me asked what I was doing, and I complained about how dirty, you know, this sheet was that I couldn't get it to clean up. And uh, she said, Jennifer, this is perfectly clean. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, that was the first indication that something was wrong with my eyes. So very quickly after that, my mom had me at an eye doctor, and then we were at an eye hospital. And after a few days of testing, the doctors told my folks and me that I had a disease in both of my eyes called retinitis pigmentosa. So here I was, 15 years old, and I remember leaving that eye hospital feeling my fingertips and wondering if I was going to ever read Braille, realizing I'd never be an artist, I'd never drive a car. I had so many more questions than answers. And that bright future was suddenly draped in shadows. And, you know, you're talking about interruptions. And, and I look back at that, and it certainly was an interruption. But when I look back now and see what God has done, I think it actually became an invitation for me to live a deeper life. Wow. So we love to hear that. And yet we ask, how in the world did you process that? At 15 years old, you want to be an artist and, and you're saying, I, I think my dreams may be taken away from me here. How did, how did you cope with that? Well, I'll tell you, the way I coped with it was twofold. One, I watched my parents, who obviously were the only source of real um, information I had at that point of how to respond to a difficult tragedy. And they responded with faith. And, and so that, for me, became a mirror for me that I could reflect, even until I felt it on my own. But then also it was because of the grace of God. Because that same day as I'm riding home feeling my fingertips, when we finally get home from the eye hospital, I sat down at the piano 
And I began to play. And Kirk, I had had a couple of years of piano lessons, but I was not a great pianist. But that day, I, of course, couldn't read sheet music. I couldn't read out of my little hymn book that I used to play from. But I began to play by ear. And I played a song I had never played before in a way I had never played before. And it was like God just opened up the windows of heaven and allowed a song to fill my heart, flow through my fingertips. And the song was that beloved hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. And that's what I'm talking about. Grace is how God allowed me to cope. Because even that day, though I my feelings hadn't fully caught up with it, but God was teaching me on the darkest day of my life the truth that it doesn't have to be well with your circumstances for it to be well with your soul. And so I'm, I know that no matter what anyone faces, it might be devastating. Your world might feel like it's crumbling. But when you begin to fall, I promise you God catches you with his grace. And he doesn't necessarily make it well with your circumstances, but he will make it well with your soul. That's what he's done for me. Jennifer, I'm listening to you right now, and, and as I'm sure so many people are also watching you, and, and, and they can see the maturity, they hear the wisdom in what you're saying. Was, was that, did that just come naturally to you at 15, 16 years old because you watched your parents with a mature faith? Or, or was that a process over time that you got to, to that kind of trust in God? You know, I don't know that that is ever natural at any age. I think it's supernatural, though, at every age. And and I believe for me it was a process, but here's the thing, Kirk, you know this. It still is a process. I am still in process. But I know that for me there has been a light in my life that there is no way blindness could ever, ever shun. And that's the light of God's Word. So when Psalm tells us, <laughs> that that his word is a light to our path. I, I mean, it is for me. Obviously, I navigate with a white cane or I hold onto my husband's arm anytime I want to go anywhere. But I am completely free. And I am able to process my grief, my loss in the presence of God through his word. And the light of his word really does illuminate it. It teaches me, it teaches me that I can trust God even in the small things because I'm telling you, you know, I can sit before you and go, okay, blindness is the hardest thing I deal with. And I know that with God, I can navigate this. I know without him, there's no way I can spend one day in the dark. But then I'll just have one of those days where it's the little things like impatience, bitterness, those kind of things start to pull me down. And that's where the light of God's word brings me back into the process of walking with him and walking in the freedom that he's given me as he's made it well in the deepest part of my soul. Jennifer, um, I, I know you also wrote a book called God is Just Not Fair. And there's a wonderful play on words there. Um, God is just not fair. But sometimes in your, in your heart, you're crying out, God, this is just not fair. And, and, yeah. and you've written other books like Lessons That You've Learned in the Dark and all of these, they just speak of such, such depth of faith and maturity and wisdom. What do you say to the question that must come up in your mind, um, but God allowed this to happen to me. He's sovereign, he's in control. Whether you wanna say that God caused this or whether God allowed this, at the end of the day, we're winding up in the same place and is I can't see. 
How do you yeah. process that? How do you deal with the way you feel about God knowing that he's, he's all powerful and has ordained that this is your life? There's a, a woman named Marilyn Ford. And I had, when I first lost my eyesight, someone gave me a, a cassette tape. It was that, that long ago, it was a cassette tape of her telling her story. And for years I avoided listening to it because I knew what was gonna be on that tape. And I knew I'd be able to identify with a lot of what she said because she had lost her sight as a teenager. And she had so many of the same struggles, becoming a mom, not being able to drive. She, she talked about praying for healing and then opening her eyes at the end of the prayer and not being able to see. And I could identify with so much. And the reason I did not want to listen to that tape was because I knew there was something in there I could not identify with. So I'll never forget the day I listened to it. And I got to that part of her story when she talked about kneeling before God, praying for healing, and she opened her eyes and she could see. And I remember hearing her story, tears fell down my own cheeks because there was this sense of awe toward God that he could do that. But there was also this sense of loss that I experienced even more deeply that he can, but he didn't do it for me. He chose to do it for Marilyn Ford and he did not choose yet to do that for me. And, and it was for me this amazing experience that helped shape my contentment. Because on that day I was able to look straight into the face of blindness and straight into the face of healing. And I could see God in both. Psalm 18 says that as for God, his ways are perfect. And I don't understand his ways quite often. I don't really like his ways, but I trust his ways. And the same God who showed the mercy to heal Marilyn is the same God who shows me mercy every single day to live in the dark. So I have not chosen to base my trust on what I understand, but to base my trust on his good character. And that brings me daily contentment. Oh, Jennifer, this is, I mean, you, you, you are just such an inspiration to me personally, and you're living out what the scriptures say, that we walk by faith and not by sight. We're to not lean on our own understanding, but in all our ways to desire the presence of God or acknowledge Him, and He will direct our path. And it makes me think of, of, of our Savior, Christ, and you, you could think, wow, you know, He even prayed, Lord, if this cup can pass from me, but not my will, but thy will be done. And, and, and could there have been another way? Could God have somehow taken, taken a different path to, to redemption? And yet, Jesus went forth and He trusted His Father that everything that had to happen was going to happen. He was gonna be okay with it because He trusted yeah. uh, the heart of his father. You know, I love that about Jesus too, because he knew what the father was capable of, but he wasn't willing to settle for God's, just his power. He was appealing to his authority, you know? And, and I think for us, if we're gonna live a, a, a content faith life, then we don't just need to demand what God's power is capable of, but we need to be willing to accept what God's authority chooses for us. So yeah. it's really just, it really is saying, I'm trusting your will, God, it, not mine, but your will be done. And there is a lot of comfort in that. There, there sure is. And I, I know I have some other friends who have dealt with very difficult things. And I think one of the, one of the interesting and unique challenges that uh, members of the family of faith have is they wonder this, this question. Since God can heal me, 
And since there is healing in, in Christ as a Christian, is the reason that I still deal with blindness or quadriplegia or uh, whatever it is, maybe because I don't have enough faith to believe for my healing? Have, have, have those thoughts ever crossed through your mind? Well, they've crossed through my mind because often there's well-meaning brothers and sisters who bring that to my attention and let me know that if I did have enough faith, I would be healed. And I understand their well-meaning. And I understand scriptures that talk about faith. But my understanding of faith is that not that it puts demands on God, but that it allows me to live of a standard of trust that no matter what God does, I'm going to say, it is well with my soul and it's not about me. And I look at like the man born blind in John 9. Jesus didn't say, yep, he didn't have enough faith. Jesus says, this kind of thing happens so that God is glorified. And I look at my life and I know who I, I know who I am. I know the tendencies that I have. And sometimes I think, who would I have been if God had not mercifully allowed blindness to shape me into who he called me to be? I, I, I wonder if sometimes what we think is a difficult thing that God's allowing in our life that will hinder us is actually what he is allowing in our life to unleash his glory and the gospel through our lives. And I think when we can look at what God allows through a lens of his sovereignty and his glory rather than our desires, then it frees us up to trust him with the whole process. Jennifer, this is why I love talking with you. Every time I talk with you, my faith is deepened. I get such a picture of the goodness and faithfulness and glory of God. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, it, it, it really humbles me 